Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Holy Spirit, right now, we welcome you in to this room, to people's homes, their lounges, living rooms, bedrooms, wherever they are. Would you come in, bring your peace, but as we read your word, would you give us understanding? Holy Spirit, would you help me not to speak my own ideas, but rather your ideas, your concepts. Thank you that as we listen to your words, the word of God will come into our lives and transform us, renew our thinking, give us peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'd like to introduce one of my heroes in the Bible. Her name is Martha. That's right, Martha. A lot of people have heard all about Mary, but Martha is often forgotten. But I'm telling you today, Martha is one of the heroes. She's a woman of faith. I'd like to, over this week and next week, tell you a couple of stories about Martha and bring out some examples of how we can learn from her life. So let's take a reading, shall we? It's going to be from the book of Luke, and it's chapter 10, and we're going to pick up from verse 38. Now it happened, as they went, that Jesus entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve all alone? Therefore tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Let's just go back a little bit and I want to set the scene they, Martha lived in a village called Bethany. It's two miles outside of Jerusalem. That's not very far away. Uh, it's just on the outskirts, very close to the countryside, and Jesus used to pass there quite regularly. Now, it was quite strange that the Bible says that Martha invited Jesus into her house. For a, a Jewish lady to own property was very rare. The only time that would happen is if her father had passed away and left her that as an inheritance. But then the, the pressures of society would have demanded that she get married quite quickly and that the property then be, remains inside the tribe's uh, control, as it were. So the chances are very good that Martha most probably was married. Now I want to just say that the Bible doesn't explicitly say so. So I'm doing a little bit of investigation here and I'm a sucker for a good love story. Little, if you read the accounts in uh, Matthew and Mark and John, you'll see that the Bible says that Jesus entered into a house called Simon the leper. Simon the leper and then Martha served. Now, I don't know about you, but if someone came into my house, I wouldn't have a stranger come in and serve food in my house. You'd most probably ask your wife to serve. It was her honor and her privilege to serve. So I'd like to suggest, and it's not facts, it's not documented, but I'd like to suggest that possibly Martha was married to Simon. Now, that leper, a leper's house, no, he would have been healed by Jesus because no one was allowed to come near a leper. So if they came into a leper's house, as Matthew says and Mark says, then we know that he must have been healed by Jesus. 
Could it be, just, just use your imaginations for a second, could it be that Martha was married to Simon and here Simon had had this incredible miracle and so he's telling Martha all about Jesus and they say, we want to know more about Jesus, we want to hear about him, we want to hear his, more, his teachings and his words. And when they heard that he was in town, Martha says, I know what I'm going to do, I'm going to invite Jesus to my house. Now, a second thing I want to say to you that, and it's not in the Bible, but I've got a funny suspicion, maybe Martha had won that baking competition, the great Israeli bake-off, because she could cook. This girl loved cooking, and over and over we hear how she threw up a meal and a dinner party. Could it be that she made the best flatbread in town, and her stews were awesome and amazing, full of flavor and depth? Well, she had this idea, I'm going to invite Jesus in. I want to sit at his feet, and I want to listen to his words. But that's where the second problem comes along. You see, in that culture, it was predominantly the men that would go to the temple. Yes, ladies would go, but they were on the outskirts. They, were, they weren't the inner circle. They, they would, the men would hear the teachings and come back with their families and then talk about the words of the rabbi to their families. And it was always exclusively the role of a disciple to sit at the rabbi's feet and listen to his teachings. Never would a woman do that. So here we see that Martha is sitting at the feet of Jesus. And you say, hang on a minute, Wayne. I thought it was Mary sitting at his feet. Hang on a minute. Read those words again. Let's go back to the Bible and have a look. Verse 39. And she, Martha, had a sister called Mary, who also sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his words. Also sat. That implies that Martha was already sitting at Jesus' feet as well. Her whole purpose of throwing the party was to hear more about Jesus. She had created an event, a dinner party, with the express purpose of inviting Jesus in so that she could hear more of his words. And she had said to her sister, come on, you're going to join me, you're going to help me. I can just imagine how Mary and Martha were in the kitchen. Oh, they were scrubbing the potatoes, they were kneading the bread, they were doing everything that was required before Jesus arrived. Then when Jesus came in, they sat down and they listened to his words. Well, it wasn't very long before Martha got distracted. Her mind was going, I've got so many things to do. And she's thinking of all the stuff that she's got to do. Come on, Mary, let's go and we've got to go, we'll sort this out. And I can see Mary maybe reluctantly coming along and, and Martha's getting busy. And next thing Martha looks around, and, where's Mary? Mary's back at Jesus' feet and Martha has a bit of a hissy fit. Jesus! Why don't you tell Mary to come and help me in the kitchen? There's so much needs to be done. And Jesus looks straight at her and he doesn't answer that question. He never rebukes her. He never says, Jesus doesn't say, Oh, Martha, Martha, you're such a busy body. You're so busy with the pots and the pans and the dishes. Leave this stuff alone. He doesn't. Read his words. He actually looks deeper, right into the very soul of Martha. And he says these words, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that. You are worried and troubled. We're not talking about just being busy here. We're talking about worry and anxiety. Oh, can I read a scripture to you? You're going to find it in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body. What you will put on is life, not more than food, and the body more than clothing. Read verse 20, 31. Therefore, do not worry. That is a command, not a suggestion, a command. Stop worrying. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry all of its own things. Sufficient the day, its own trouble. Here we see Jesus saying to people, stop worrying. You see, the worry is distracting us from hearing the words of God and seeking the kingdom of God. First of all, we have to seek God's word, his way of doing things, his righteousness. Then all the other stuff will fall into place. How many of us are so worried about the country? We're so worried about the economy. We're so worried about coronavirus. We're so worried about Brexit and all the things that are happening around us. We're worried about the lockdown. We locked down too long. We locked down not enough. We, all these worries and anxiousness is coming up inside of us and distracting us from the very thing that God wants us, the word of God. I think it's an attack of the enemy to get us so distracted and so worried. Right now you're listening to me talk and you could hear a ping on your phone and there's a notification. Somebody wants to chat online, Facebook or Twitter. Do you go and start to get distracted and go and chase down the social media? Or do you remain focused on the word of God? God's words to us here, Jesus' words are, hey, I want you to focus on my words first. That has to be your highest priority. It reminds me of another verse that Jesus, in fact, it was a story, a parable that Jesus told. It can be found in Mark chapter 4. Let's go and have a look at it quickly. Mark chapter 4, and I want to read verse 14. Now, just to set the scene, Jesus is saying these are farmer, and a farmer has seed, and the seed is representing the word of God. And the farmer sows it onto four different types of soils. The first soil, he says here, is the pathway. The second one is rocky and stony soil. And then the third one is the one I'd like to uh, read and talk to you about. But let's pick up verse 14. The sower sows the word. So we're talking about the word of God here. We're talking about God's principles, God's laws, the word of God, the Bible that I'm reading. Verse 18. Now these are the ones that sown amongst the thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world. The cares of the world, coronavirus, the economy, universities, the kids aren't being educated. I've got to do homeschool, all the cares. Oh, I'm so busy. My career, I've got to carry on working. I've got to do Zoom meetings. I've got to do this. I've got to learn this skill. I've got to grow. The cares of the world coming in and choking us. We're getting so distracted with the world and, the, and things. Now we've got to do those things. Please, we are not saying you mustn't know what's happening in the news. We're not saying you mustn't educate your kids. Please, no. But has it become an obsession in our minds? It's the only thing that we talk about and we think about. In fact, it becomes where it distracts us from listening to the word. Jesus never rebuked Martha for cooking. He just said that there are things that are distracting her and causing her to worry. We mustn't allow worry into our lives. But read on why. You see, because the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things come in and it chokes the word and it becomes unfruitful. The fourth soil Jesus talks about are the ones that are where the seed is sown in good ground, where our hearts are receptive. And it says this, they accept the word. And in Matthew's translation, it actually says they uh, uh, understand the word. When we get the word of God in our hearts, we pay attention to it, we're listening to it, then all of a sudden it starts to produce fruit. Doesn't the Bible say you will know the truth of God's word and the truth that you know will set you free? It doesn't just say the Bible is going to set you free. No. If the Bible is going to set us free, we'd all be totally free because it's there. It's right here in front of us. No, it says the truth that you know 
will set you free. Are, are you putting the truth in your heart? Are you understanding? Are you abiding in that truth? Do you, are you reading it? Are you paying attention to it? Or are you distracted? Jesus is asking us not to get distracted. How many of us guys are, are so busy on Xbox and we're busy playing online, three hours, four hours, five I haven't got time to go to church. I haven't got time to read my Bible. I've got to play this game. Some of the games are designed that you've got to feed them, you've got to continue, you've got to go in regularly or else you'll lose. Are we so worried about stuff around us? TV programs, I've got to watch my TV, I've got to do this, I've got to football, I've got to da 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 and I have to do all this stuff. And I'm not against the stuff, don't get me wrong, I'm not. But it's got to be in its rightful place. Don't allow cares around us to choke out the word. Uh, Martha, she did a couple of things, four things that I can see that I really admire about her. Number one, she created an opportunity for Jesus to come in. Would you do that? Would you create an opportunity for Jesus? Would you create a routine, a time of the day where you can sit in an armchair or someplace quiet and you say, this time is not for the kids, it's not for the husband, it's not for anyone else, this is for Jesus. Maybe you need to get up early, maybe you need to stay up late, maybe it's your lunch hour. Maybe I used to do that when I was in Manchester working. Every lunch hour at half twelve, I'd take my half an hour lunch and I would go walk along the canal. No one else was there and for half an hour it was just me and Jesus. It was a decision I had to make. I had a choice. I could have carried on working and looking good. And, but you know what? It was so beneficial just spending some time with Jesus. Martha made time and made an event for Jesus. The second thing I see about Martha, she invited somebody in. She said, Mary, would you come in? Come on. She created the event. It's all about Martha creating the event. And Mary sat and joined her. Would you invite somebody in on the WhatsApp groups, on your Zoom meetings, talk to someone about Jesus. Point them in the direction of Jesus and say, he's the one who's helped me. That's, it's fantastic that. The third thing that Martha did that I really, really love, she, when she had a problem, when she had a stress, instead of running away, instead of hiding, instead of isolating, instead of going down into a dip, and pulling the covers of her head and getting depressed, she went back to Jesus. She didn't self-isolated, she Jesus-isolated. She went to Jesus. Jesus, tell Mary to help me. Oh, I tell you what, when I read the Bible some mornings, I'm reading the words, I'm reading the words, and, and, re and I get to the end of the paragraph, and I find I've been thinking of something else. I, my mind and my eyes are going out like this, but I'm not, re I'm not comprehending anything. And go to Jesus, Lord Jesus, sorry. Let me start again. Would you help me to focus? When you're getting distracted, when you feel the pressures of life, when you feel the depression starting to set on you, run to Jesus. Don't run away and self-isolate. Run to Jesus and isolate with him. Lord Jesus, I need some help. Right now, please, would you sort this problem out? One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, it's found in 1 Peter chapter 5. It says this. It says, cast all your cares on him, on Jesus, because he cares for you. Cast your cares on him, for he cares for you. Cast is a fishing term. It reminds me of getting a reel and a rod, and you put a hook on the end, and you put a lure and some bait, and maybe a sinker, and then you cast, and you flick that thing as far away as you possibly can. What You're casting it away. That's what we're going to do with our worry and our anxiety, and the distractions away from God's word. We're going to take, now I'm not saying take your phone and throw your phone right around, it's a quick expensive phone, pack it away nicely and put it in another room. 
But what I'm saying is, take your anxiety, all the pressure of the kids and the university and the homeschooling and the relationships that aren't working and the financial burden that you've got in the family and the lockdown and the frustration. Take all of it and give it to Jesus and hold it and say, Lord Jesus, here, catch, I'm casting it to you. Now don't go after and fetch it. You're not a retriever dog. Let him go. Let it go. And you say, I'm giving it to you, Lord Jesus. But now look at the next part of that verse. It says, for he cares for you. Literally translated, he is your carer. Oh, I love that. Because I know what a carer does. A carer goes into somebody's home. When they're sick, a carer will look after them. They'll clean the house. They'll feed them. They'll provide their medicine. A carer looks after somebody. When I give my cares to Jesus, he then cares for me. There's an exchange that needs to take place. I'm going to stop worrying. I'm going to cast my cares on him. Oh, would you be like Martha? Would you want to be like her and say, I'm going to create an event. I'm going to set a time. I'm going to create an event to invite Jesus in. I'm going to invite somebody to join me. I'm going to contribute on social media and talk about Jesus. Not just talk anything, talk about Jesus. You're welcome to talk about other stuff. But make sure always, somewhere, Jesus falls part of your conversation. But lastly, when you're in a mood, when you're having a bad day, when you're feeling down, when anxiety, trouble and stress is getting onto your heart, go to Jesus. Don't self-isolate. Run back to Jesus and say, yeah, Lord Jesus, I'm giving you my life. Three big lessons to learn. I want to share some more with you next week about Martha. But right now, I'd like to pray for you. Would you just think for a moment? What are the distractions in your life? What's the worries and concerns that you have right now? Okay, let's take them off. Corona, Brexit, economy, my kids, grandkids, finances, job. Come on, they're there, yeah. Now let's give them to Jesus. Let's say, Lord Jesus, here they are. We're going to cast them on and we give them to you. Would you care for us? Come, let's pray together. And I want you to think of those things that really start to distract you. Let's ask Jesus to come in and help us, shall we? Bow your heads with me. Lord Jesus, you can see the stresses, the strains that we have in our life, the worries, the anxiety, even depression. We give these to you right now, and we cast them on you. And right now we're asking, would you be the carer and look after us? We want to make opportunity and set a routine to spend time with you. Spend time sitting like Martha at your feet, listening to your words. Would we invite somebody along like Martha invited Mary? Help us to invite somebody along and share the journey with us. Lord Jesus, would you flood us with your peace? Right now, would your peace come into our living rooms, into our homes, and flood us and look after us and just wrap your arms around us, I pray. Anyone who's battling with health issues, concerned about their bodies, sicknesses and diseases and arthritis and different conditions, Lord, we give that to you. You're our carer. You provide healing. Would you heal our bodies now in the name of Jesus? Thank you for hearing our prayer. Amen. Amen. God bless you this week. I'll see you next week.